It's Brad, bitch. Boom, ba-doom, ba-doom, ba-doom. <laughs> One time, a long time ago, when that song just came out, I just got a new laptop, so I recorded myself. I recorded a complete additional track where I took over just adding my uh, uh, it's Brett, uh, remix. And now I always think of that whenever I hear gimme, gimme more. I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm finally starting to get the hang of letting myself be a little loosey-goosey when I record this thing. I feel like in the beginning, I was just so nervous hearing my own voice and having to edit it. And now I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let loose. Who cares? Lean into it. Lean into the chaos. You know, that's what, that's kind of been my motto these days. Who cares? You want to have macaroni and cheese for breakfast? Go for it. I hope everyone's been doing well. I recently had to go get a test done at the hospital. This was something that was supposed to be done during the peak of COVID. And I called and they're like, no, 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 we're not doing this right now. Um, The numbers are too wild. And I was like, yeah, I don't even want to come into a hospital right now. Even though, you know, they're a very safe, clean place. But I had to reschedule. And so they rescheduled to last week. And the procedure I had to have done was to check on my bladder and how I pee. Now, I feel like a lot of gay men and a lot of women and a lot of people have issues with UTIs and prostate issues and all things of that sort. And I uh, have. So I had to go and check on this bladder just because I've been like waking up in the middle of the night to pee and all that kind of stuff. Probably too much information. But what they do is I go there. I'm in the gowns. Everyone's wearing a mask, which is nice to see, but also you're kind of freaking out because you're like, is this waiting room too small? And I had to get a um, like catheter. They had to put a tiny tube in my pee hole. And if you haven't had that done, it is something that I can't even describe. I, oh, oh God, I just <laughs> shivered thinking about that feeling because you can't describe it. You just know it if it happened. And I didn't love it. Uh, I, I Look, I'm not into sounding. For those of people who are into it, great, awesome. It's not for me. They also told me that a little tube had to go up my butt. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Didn't know that had to happen as well. So there I am. Uh, the nurse tells me to slide down lower and put my legs up into the stirrups. <laughs> so it was like I was given birth. So I'm laying there, legs in the stirrups. Just going, just taking some real deep breaths, trying some square breathing, because this is literally the situations that make me the most anxious. These scenarios where I can't get up and leave if I need to, if I feel like I want to just get out of there, I freak out. The nurse is like, sir, are you okay? I can hear you breathing. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you know, I'm kind of an anxious person. Just, uh, Just trying my square breaths here, trying to make it through. She came over, she's like, you know, it's not really a big deal. This is the worst part of it. I was like, okay, 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 okay. Please stop talking to me or just like talk to me a lot and distract me. Anyway, the doctor comes in, puts that tube in, my God, puts, goes to put the tube in my butt. And I swear to God, did not freaking lube it up properly because it hurt. I was like, hey, bud, I could do a better job than you. Trust me, I have more experience in this department. Anyway. I had to get my bladder filled up. I had to 
pee it all out in front of a bunch of people. It was not a very good experience. But the moral of the story is I made it through. I made it through the situation. I did my breathing techniques. I tried to distract myself as much as possible without my telephone. And I only had to take a little bit of Ativan. (laughs) And for anyone worrying, I'm fine. It was just a test that needed to be done. And I have to do it again in like six weeks. So can't wait for that to start out my 2021. I have someone today on the pod that is so wonderful, so talented, so funny. You might have heard of her. It's uh, Priyanka, the winner of Canada's Drag Race, season one. We have such a great conversation. We really dive deep into how she started doing drag, why she started doing drag, all of her inner conflicts and growing up closeted and with her family and everything. It, we, we really dive deep into that stuff. It's it's a really great interview. And also we have a lot of fun and talk about crushes and dating and romance since the show. So please, please, please listen. And I really hope you enjoy this interview. She is a recent Wowie Award winner and the first ever Canada's Drag Race superstar, Priyanka. In our conversation, we talk about coming out and living authentically. There's nothing like, and this is why this year has been so monumental for me, is because there's nothing like finally just like living your fucking truth and just being out. Her first crush on the Backstreet Boys. There's that scene where it's raining and they're all wearing the white button-up shirts and all of a sudden their shirts are off and it's like so sexy and so hot. The power in owning your confidence. We're so used to like downplaying our talents, but now I've stepped into a space where I'm like, I'm gonna encourage people to be confident and of course love and romance if being with somebody is like an accessory like it just enhances your look a a little bit but it shouldn't be what makes your heart beat oh nana what's her name this is i keep singing it knowing that i'm gonna was gonna talk to you today oh nana i don't even you know what's crazy about that song is i don't perform that song a lot and i feel like i should i feel like you should too but i have my own song called say my name so I'm a recording artist. I'm good. I am here at my parents' house in Whitby, living my best I was life. Say. While I'm recording this, I'm actually in my old bedroom. And if you could picture this, it's it's pretty much a box. The room oh used to be like bright blue, and there's like a spotlight kind of like lighting fixture on the ceiling. It's because I used to turn all the lights towards the wall to my left, and I would perform in front of the lights to the Pussycat Dolls. And now look at me. No. No. Yeah. Now now you are a pussycat doll. I am the pussycat doll of <laughs> of 2020, honey. <laughs> okay, so everyone always says, what's her name? Yes. Are you sick of that? Do you love it? No, I'm the one who started that. I, I know. love, I love what's her name. It's such an iconic, like, that's how I was crowned. Like, it was, like, that's, yeah. like, when you think about it, like, nobody really has that. Like, no, 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 nobody has their tagline in their crowning moment. And I had, and that's why I was so shocked when you watched the episode is because I was like, not only did I not know that I was going to win, but then to also have Brooklyn say, like, what's her, like, we were just waiting for her to say a name, like, say someone's name. Right. So when she said, what's her name? I was like, <gasps> Oh, 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 oh. So I was like, this is crazy. Like so, yeah. wild that like Brooklyn Heights is like saying your catchphrase to you. To me while putting a crown on my head. That's you don't like you don't get that. You don't get that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, but I got it. <laughs> yeah, you did. What has it been like? So they just announced the new season 13 Queens for the US show. 
Do you remember what it was like mm-hmm. when you were announced? Yeah, mental breakdown. All of yeah. us, all 12 girls were in a group chat and we were all like having a full breakdown, except for Lemon, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, I look amazing in my photo. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I look good. This is how the world's going to meet me. I'm ugly. I'm disgusting. Um, but we're, you know, we're our toughest critics. So mm-hmm. it kind of made sense that we're all feeling that way. But it honestly is one of the most memorable days because you literally go from no one to someone, mm-hmm. you know, all in the same go. And then you kind of see who the audience picks up on and who they think is going to be good. And, and you know, obviously I'm not an idiot. Like people kind of had their theories on Reddit of right. what was going to happen in the season. But it was kind of cool to see the people who don't care about spoilers and stuff, like really just truly react to us and see who – impacts them and all that stuff because that's the whole thing about a a, a a big cast of drag race is that you have all these people who out of the 13 of them someone's gonna speak to you someone's gonna re- relate to you so i remember that day very clearly and it was one of the best days ever i always think too with shows like this with a, with a lot of like reality shows that film like this you know there's like different fandoms there's like the ones who do look at every spoiler and are on reddit and are just like dying to find what queens are going to be on whatever whatever but then there are the ones who are just like no i don't want to know that i want to watch the show and enjoy it yeah i think it's such a weird culture because there's something to say about like the fandom is so crazy that they want to know everything before they watch it which i find very weird because like why would you do that to yourself Mm -hmm. um but I like the ones who like to wait. I think that's cool. Like when I was reading all the Reddits and I saw that people thought that I did good in Snatch Game, I was like, oh, <laughs> good. This is this will be a good surprise for them, you know, because you want people to be on the same journey that you went through and you want them to feel those same things. So when it's all ruined, like it, it just sucks. Like, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that like. Everybody, at least in Toronto, knew that, like, Juicebox was going to go home first because of all the rumors that were swirling around. And although, like, no one really ever confirmed it, it still kind of, like, took away from, like, how much of a shock that actually is. Mm -hmm. That, like, someone that is Juicebox that's been doing drag for, like, a long, long, long time who's a really big name in Toronto would go home first. So I feel like it kind of, like, with all the rumors and the Reddits and all that stuff, it kind of, like, loses the impact of shock for some people. I want to talk to you about being in lockdown and being a winner in lockdown. What the hell does that feel like? I love it. Yeah? Shockingly. You know why? Because I got to celebrate my win with everybody that I love. I wasn't in like Thailand, turning the party at a bar, sleeping with someone's man. I was like with my family at the Phoenix Concert Theater in Toronto Mm. and all my drag brothers and sisters were there and and it was just like it was like so much love and i and i and i truly had a moment and at every viewing party that that i did i was like it's so nice to have this because i get to be around the people that i love and because the the show was so successful like the show did not suffer because of the pandemic if anything the show blew up because of the pandemic because everyone needed something to watch Mm -hmm. and it was that light at the end of the tunnel so being the winner in lockdown for me, it, I don't even feel like I've been in lockdown. I'm everywhere right now. I'm like the Spice Girls of drag. Like I just, I'm on every endorsement. I'm gonna have a Barbie. Like I'm gonna <laughs> be marrying David Beckham soon. Someone's gonna have a spinoff solo career. You know, like it's just, it's wild. No, so it I is, feel very thankful. It is wild, and you did get to do a bit of a tour, but then what happened? I got COVID. <laughs> Talk to but me. But you about know it. what? 
I mean, I got cold. So at the time, I was seeing somebody, mm-hmm. and I went to Ottawa for the weekend to like hang out with him. And I got a text from what, what, one of my friends who I came into contact with, and she was like, oh, "I just tested positive for COVID." And I was like, mm-hmm. "What?" And I was like, "I just saw you the other day." Shit. And then I had to tell my ex to be like, "Hey, uh, um, e, uh, I um, I might have given you COVID." And he was like, "What?" So we had to like go together to the COVID testing facility in Ottawa. Oh my gosh! And I was in like, the getting tested capital. in the nation's capital, as as the Empress of the North does. <laughs> and um, I literally we tested. And then he was like, "Okay," and I was like, "So," are, and me being like a hopeless romantic was like, "So are we in a co- co- like quarantine together?" And he was like, "No, I'm going home." Bye, and left. I was like, "Okay." Oh wow, cool. Wow, and that's why we call him an ex. And yep. I was like, "It just I had no symptoms at all, thank God, because I have asthma and all, all that stuff." And I was I was worried how that was gonna like, you know, affect me. Mm-hmm. But I, I was fine. He was the one who got sick. Um, but I guess karma comes in different forms, doesn't it? I guess <laughs> he just left. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bitter. No, no. Um, I love being a. You know what? If there's one thing that I've taken pride in this year is just being a bitter ex boyfriend. I think it's so fun. Like we all get hurt, and we're allowed to hate somebody for hurting us. I think that's okay. Yeah, sure. How I think I think so. Look, it all takes. Time I, I'm not then... doing. I'm not doing it. I'm not like saying his name out loud or like tarnishing his brand. Right, his brand, <laughs> his Ottawa brand, his Ottawa brand. I missed, it just sucks to get hurt. Cause I'm like, first of all, my uncle dies and then you dump me the next day. Are you fucked? Oh wow. That's what happened. Who does that? At least lie to my face and tell me you love me for another week, hun. Yeah. Let it pass. Oh my God. Let it pass. But anyways, it's, it makes for good stories. Cause look what we're talking about right now. An yeah. anxious gay. You're an anxious gay. Just be an, an anxious, anxious gay. gay. You know, I wouldn't just be an anxious gay, but I was never an anxious gay until I was in relationships with other anxious gay men. Because gay men can be fucked. Gay people are fucked. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like stuff to work through for gay men and and, and growing up that way. So let's talk about that then. Let's talk about where did you grow up? What was it like growing up gay? You have a bunch of brothers. What was that like? Mm-hmm. So I am in the where I'm actually where I grew up right now, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in I'm in Whippy Ontario, so I grew up there. My parents had a house, have this very house here, mm-hmm. and um, I I think I honestly had a really great childhood. Like I grew up, and and my my mom and dad worked so hard to make sure I had everything I had and all the toys and 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 vacations. And dinner on the table every night, and and all that stuff. Like my brothers played basketball growing up, and. We we're all very spoiled children. Like there isn't, there wasn't that kind of struggle there. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of like the sexuality part of it, like I honestly truly didn't start to like really struggle with sexuality that much until I kind of like left home because it was that time to kind of like really face your demons and not be mm-hmm. so brainwashed by the company that's around you at, at home. Like, you know, I, I obviously like growing up in this very room would have thought thoughts of men and, and wonder if I'm gay or if I'm bi or something. But it was one of those things where you kind of tell yourself you're not because none of my brothers are gay. So I was like, I guess I'm not gay either. And maybe one day I'll have like a a wife and just like hook up on the side with men, which sounds like a good time until you realize that it's not a good time because you're not actually being your true self. Um, So it was very interesting. It it was very interesting. But I I definitely growing up was always the odd one out. Always. In what way? Like in school or at home or out of your siblings? Just... Just the way that I'm built. Like, you know when, like, people say, like, oh, like, you could tell if someone's gay? 
Like mm. I I don't think that's fair to say because you're you're typecasting a little bit, but just based on how I'm built and stuff, I was definitely like an odd, an, an odd duck, you know, big personality, very sensitive, all those things that kind of make me so different. And um, it's very interesting. I also always had girlfriends growing up, which is weird. Well, I mean, girlfriends that were friends and actual girl, girl, girlfriends. Right, as right. Well, which is weirder. But yeah. So when you talk about, you know, like literally being in that bedroom that you're in right now, which is wild. Um, I know. <laughs> When you talk about, you know, you had thoughts of men and stuff like that, who comes to mind? Who were your original crushes or who or how would you think about that? <gasps> That's a great question. Um, I'm trying to think of like things that I would watch. And like I remember okay, this is actually a very specific, specific. Okay, it was great. Not, it's not even a, I remember listening. What year did Burning Up by the Jonas Brothers come out? Oh my god, I don't know. Like two Should we ask? Hold on. Wait. Hey Siri, <laughs> what year did Jonas Brothers Burning Up come out? Burning Up by Jonas Brothers was released on June 19th, 2008. 2008. So that was 12 2008. years ago? Wow. So 12 years ago, it was Nick Jonas's voice. <gasps> and it was like so sexy. He's like, I'm slipping into the lava. And I was like, I have a boner to this man's voice. So it was a voice. It was Nick Jonas's voice, and now look who he's married to. Interesting. interesting. Very, very interesting. interesting. <laughs> it's layered. It's layered, you see. Wow. He's married it's to layered, Priyanka. It's layered, you see. <laughs> it's, everything is layered. Remember that Nick Jonas photo? Was it him when he had like a little bit of dad bod? They called it dad bod, but it wasn't really. And he's like in the yes. shorts. And, oh, that was a good one. Hot. I love that. Whenever a guy has like. You know, we'll we'll get there. Hold on. Okay. So, anyways, so first crushes were like, yes, like Nick Jonas's voice, um, a Backstreet Boys quit playing games with my heart video when they're when it was raining. Yes, I remember being very young, very very young, and we all watched the premiere of Much Music, of course, as you do as a young Canadian child. Child, yeah. And there's that there's that there's that scene where it's raining and they're all wearing the white button up shirts, and all of a sudden yes. their shirts are off, and it's like so sexy and so hot. And I literally was like, if you can hear that noise in the back, my brother just went to the, to the shower. Speaking of rain on men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember sitting there being like, wow, this is hot, but I'm, this is, I shouldn't feel this way. I, I must be jealous of how they look. And then you just keep suppressing your sexuality over and over again, you know? Totally. Um, I was going to say, I feel like um, because my sexuality was so suppressed, like I didn't really care. And, be, and I, I also like threw myself I- into work. So I never had to care. So at family get togethers and stuff, when I would be asked like, Hey, why do you not have a girlfriend? I'm like, I'm just so busy. Cause you have other things going on. And I talk about that a lot because I do think that's very common. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like this balance that a lot of gay kids play where you're like, well, you know, I've got this, deep dark secret but if i'm like so good at this or so good at this or can talk about this and talk about this instead it's just like another way of deflection yeah exactly which i mean we all have a way of coping and a way of processing which i think is okay but there's nothing like and this is why this year has been so monumental for me is because there's nothing like finally just like living your fucking truth and just being out it's such a like i feel happier like i would never just like come home to whippy and just hang out with my parents because it makes me so anxious that my dad doesn't know i'm gay and i can't just be myself and and he doesn't know i do drags with all these secrets i'm like i don't want to live a life with secrets anymore it's not fun right no it's exhausting 
It's so exhausting. I'm exhausted talking about it. <laughs> well, I want to talk about it even more. Um, so <laughs> when you talking about this, we'll get into a little bit of that stuff a little later. But when you were in school, when you were in high school and stuff, were you performing? Were you theater kid? Were you the TV guy? You did skits, right? Like you did improv. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, hon. We know I did improv. We know. <laughs> they get it. They know. Improv background. Um, <laughs> In b- big improv background. Um, I, I was, I almost, I always wanted to be that kind of kid. I wanted to be a theater kid. I loved drama. I loved all that kind of stuff. But I was never like, I was always like half committed to it. Mm-hmm. So I never, I would never get the lead roles. I, I, I would never, you know, be taken seriously because I just, I guess, I, I was just too shy to come out of my shell to actually do any, anything. Um, I like barely performed in high school. Like I, I, I was like, I, I was in the plays. I, I was in like the fashion shows and stuff, but I was always like to a small degree. Um, and then, and then there was this girl who was doing like Rogers TV and they gave her like a spot to talk about like prom fashion. And I saw that like she was doing it. And I was like, oh, okay, if she can do it. Then like, I can do this too. So that's kind of how I ended up going into TV and then became more of like an on-camera person and started to actually feel my, my oats on the TV screen, if you will. And that was kind of how it, that's how, that's how I got more like, that, that's how I started to entertain people essentially. Right. So what is that path? Like how old are you and what do you start doing? So when I was like 15, grade 10, I think, um, that's when I decided that I wanted to like go co-op at Rogers TV to be, you know, on TV one, one day or at, at least like work in the industry. And like the minute I stepped into that place, like my soul was lit on fire. Like there was like long days and, and there was cameras everywhere and it was TV and news and you're meeting so many cool people that have like dedicated their lives to like, it's one thing to dedicate your life to like being in TV. It's another thing. And you see true passion when you see who runs these like local TV stations. Right. Right. Like, like any, any big shot Toronto person, it would, well, like local, fuck that. Like who cares about that shit? But like, they're there doing the news, doing the edits, like doing so many things just to entertain such a small audience, but they do it because they love it. So to like kind of come up with that kind of passion all around me is what kind of like, made me realize how hard I have to work to like make my other dreams come true. So I, I did that and they like they threw me on air. I was a host of um what was it called? High School Rush. Oh my god, what uh, is High School Rush? It was a it was a show where you go around and, and uh, to like high schools and they like, cover their events, like like Christmas concerts and school dances and stuff and and I I remember I would not care what the story was about. All what I cared to say was the sign off so I could say my name on TV. Surprise surprise. Yeah, like, okay, makes I'm sense. I'm Mark I'm Mark Suknanin with High School Rush. <laughs> wow. Was, and then it was full young. commitment, hun. Yeah. She was always putting on a show. Yeah. And then um and then it was a, another it was a cooking show called Durham Dining and that's when I was really starting to train to be like a TV host, honey, cuz I was working with a producer named Debbie Cini who is the best and she was so hard on me and that's when I had to start memorizing lines and, and it, you kind of, it was training. I was like a little TV ba- baby in training. Uh, and then I went to go intern at MTV Canada. Well, oh. I went to college and I went to college and all that stuff, but then I, I went to go intern at MTV Canada uh, in college. I went to Ni- Niagara college where I was, where I was made the distinguished alumni. Thank you. Yes, you were. Um, which is, which is also crazy. Anyways, cause like, cause I also just talked about like never being cast in anything. And now I'm like the lead role. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. 
she's booked. <laughs> um, and um, it was at MTV Canada where I met um, a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. But there was one guy named Don Cook who Don. is married. Don, who was married, who is ma- married to a woman named Darcy, and at the time Darcy uh, was producing the after show and a show called MTV Creeps, mm-hmm. and, and Darcy was so excited to have her husband come judge MTV Creeps, and you're gonna meet my husband, and he's such an asshole, and ha ha. And then I met Don. I was like petrified of Don because I I was told that he was an asshole, and then <laughs> I got an email from Darcy saying, "Hey." My husband works on the next star, and they're looking for a production assistant. I think you should apply. Send your resume. So I send my, my resume, and then she's like, "Don't fuck it up." <laughs> and then, and then I go, and and then like all of a sudden, I'm just like a part of this new kids TV world that I'm like obsessed with. I'm around music because these kids are singing all the time. I'm just like, I'm just happy. Like the mornings are like five a.m. So we're not wrapped till one a.m. But I'm still just happy being around all this right. TV stuff. Getting people their coffee and taking out the garbage and cutting up cheese at the craft table where you meet all where you meet everybody because everybody wants to eat something. Look, that's where I started. That's where my whole thing started. Craft services, See? baby. Yeah, that's how you meet everyone. Do, and you remember mm-hmm. you remember what the higher ups like to eat and what snacks eat. they like. Exactly. Um, and then it just kind of like was a whirlwind from there. I stayed on the next star for so many years and then I became the web host and the zone saw that I was the host of the zone and then bam, it just flourished from there. So I want to talk to you quickly about just like when you jump into that TV world and kind of love it. Like I find like, isn't it the chaos of it exciting and fun? Like you almost, you almost love those wild long days. Oh, it's everything to me. Mm-hmm. It's like when, like I'm. I mean, I didn't realize, but I'm addicted to chaos. My it was my fans who told me that I'm addicted to chaos. But I just love, I just love the idea of a bunch of humans putting all their time and effort into one project, and it's it. Not not a lot of people can say they ever did that, you know. Totally. Like I, I look, I look at, at a show like Drag Race, Canada's Drag Race specifically, and I've worked on so many different productions. But when we were doing those like childhood photos and saying like "Just Be Gay," like the cameramen were crying too. Like we were <laughs> all in that room. We were all in that room, like feeling something, feeling the same uh, uh, emotion all in one place. And you don't really feel that unless it's at like funerals, weddings, New Year's, maybe if you're happy, Mm. you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the magic of like the chaos and the magic of like production is that like everyone's feeling the same thing, especially on a contestant driven show. Yeah. Competition show for sure. And especially, you know, it's, it's taking regular people and putting them in these extraordinary situations with great opportunities. Like it's just, it's, it's an exciting life. It's amazing. I can't get enough of it. I literally cannot get enough of it. And now I'm kind of in like the middle where I do like a lot of live performances. So mm-hmm. a lot of my like pre-production stuff is just like me making costumes and getting wigs done and stuff. Um, so it's a little bit different now. But whenever I have the opportunity to shoot something, it just feels so good. Like that's why I like shooting my, my, those little music videos that, that I do. And I just like love it. There's something about it. I also love b- being around a team who knows exactly what they're doing. Because there are also some productions that are a little yeah yeah fair no totally but i isn't it kind of fun? i feel like part of it sometimes is like the the giant group aspect but also like the gossip and the drama like everything's so ah. heightened oh everything is so and then there's somebody on a power trip always there's always <laughs> some there's always like a producer an executive a, even sometimes a pa that's on a power trip and i have no time for that bullshit i'm like listen bitch we're all here for the same goal 
No one cares. Yeah. No one cares about you. No, this is it's not. Yeah. I, when I was on the next star, there was a producer that was not fun to be around. Um, the, but you know, it taught me how, how to not act in situations, which I think is a blessing. Look, that's a, the way you got to look at it is it's everything's like a different lesson. Exactly. Um, so you're on YTV, you're doing the zone, you're becoming this like children's household name. Mm-hmm. And when is the moment you're like, oh, I love choreo and dancing and I'm going to become Priyanka. It started like pretty early when I was there. Like I was so like, I'm the kind of person that like once I get a project, it's all I could think about and all I can do. Mm-hmm. And when I was on YTV, that's exactly it. I was so invested. I was writing my own segments and producing them and pulling photos and making the music. And, and I, I love to do it so much, but it started to become, I guess like stale. I was like, well, sometimes I feel like I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you just do you just give so much and you're just wondering like okay like am I happy doing this like is this what I want to do like like where am I going next like what the, yeah. what's the next thing what's next yeah but then also at the same time like I was like still in the closet for m- majority of that like YTV career and I was just starting to come out into my own so for like the first few years it, it was like great because I was so connected to kids TV because it's all I knew and then once I started to come out and go out to the gay bars and start to meet guys and start, start to date and stuff I was like oh my god like I'm not actually commit uh, sorry I, I'm not connecting to my art anymore mm. like before all I thought about was like how do I make kids laugh right and how do I entertain them to then now like oh like I'm having these amazing like gay experiences how do I, I'm not relating to anybody. Like there's nothing that I'm doing. So then I try to start a, a, a YouTube channel, but I right. had to be so PG on the YouTube channel. So I was still not connecting to anyone. Right. You're like, how do I, how do I connect and still do my art and my performance? Yeah, exactly. And then the crazy thing is, is that like when I finally started dragon, started to do like a lot of shows and, and it took me a while to like, get comfortable talking on the mic because I was always so nervous that like people are going to like recognize that, that it's the guy from um, YTV and then I'm going to get fired and and all all, all this stuff. But then once I kind of like said, who gives a flying fuck? No one cares. It's not that deep. Right. Is when I started to truly like come into my own. And that's, and that's when I also started to kind of like really drift away from YTV because like for me, entertainment is like a form of art. And if you're not like connecting with it, it's who cares yeah then it's then it it's more work than it is your expression yeah, like you your show up at joy. you show up at your call time you're miserable like there were some mornings where like i wasn't the nicest person to be around because like if you're not, if you're miserable doing what you're supposed to love and you can't figure out why you don't love it it's probably time to move on which is why i was able to like you know be like bye when Drag right. Race, what was it? I remember like when Drag Race Canada's Drag Race got announced, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. Like I just knew in my mind that I was going to be on the show. I just had this feeling. Mm. If I wasn't, then, you know, you tell yourself things like it's not my time or it wasn't meant to be. But I just had this feeling like I'm going to be on this show and my life is going to change because like that's what's next for me. There's no doubt in my mind that like I have to do to do this. Um, you had a vision. I had a vision. Miss Priyanka read your mind. <laughs> I know you're thinking the call declined. <laughs> well, actually, the call the call was answered and I got a crown, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting because, like, in jobs like drag and, 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 like, TV hosting, you don't really think, like, oh, 
you don't think it's that deep. You just think it's all a big g- gimmick, but it's actually like it's so f- self fulfilling to entertain like people like you, people that get you. Like I could tell, I could talk about. I'm on a, a fucking podcast called like the Anxious Gay Podcast. Like that doesn't happen when I was on YTV. Right, right, and that's the thing, right? It's 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 tapping into a little bit more of your authenticity too. Uh huh. And so you're at YTV and you're doing all these things. And then you're also at the same time performing at nights in bars. Oh my God. Literally, Brett, it was the worst thing ever. I, I, I didn't mind it because as we both just said, like I'm addicted to chaos and I don't mind mm. long hours. But when I, I was getting to a place where I was like so unhappy at YTV because I was like, I just wanted to like not get up for YTV stuff. I wanted to just think about drag all the time. Right. That I was like, getting fucking shit face the night before and then like going into work hung over which is not fun and i still was there i was still turning the party she knew all of her lines mm-hmm. she was it was fine i wasn't doing drugs i wasn't you know not showing up for my call times and stuff but it was just like there's something to say about like I was able to do it for a while and then i quickly realized that like you should focus on your one passion and really knock it out of the park Right, you can't split up your your energies, but also you're showing yourself too that even by behaving that way, you've made a choice, right? Like you're sh- mm-hmm. you've you're already showing like clearly this is where my passion lies because I'm I'm taking away from this other thing that I was doing. Yeah, no, exactly, and, and like and that's the other thing too is that like you don't want to. It was just tough because like drag wasn't supposed to be what drag is now to me. Like I didn't think it was, I thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be like a fun thing, because we all have the friend that tries drag. Yeah, yeah. And like to to my to my friend group, they were just kind of like, oh well, Suki's trying drag, cool. <laughs> like ha ha ha, this makes sense. And all of a sudden, it was like this thing. Right. And I think that like I I was just kind of like with that mentality that I wasn't expecting it to be a thing, and that like drag can't pay your bills and drag can't you know. But then all of a sudden, I'm like. See you later. So that's also why I held on to YTV so hard is because I was like, this is the bread and butter job and drag is just fun. But I'm happy that I did both because it, it, it like whatever people complain about being tired. I'm like, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, talk right, to me, hon? Talk to me about, you know, your concerns there. I know you must have been super anxious about this double life. And like, what is that like thinking like, oh, what if people from YTV know I'm doing this? Was that a concern because you know, drag is seen as so taboo, taboo, I guess not really anymore, but no, but, ba- but honestly, like uh, two, th- what did I start? three, three years ago, it wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Mm, to, like yeah. it's, it's wild. Um, I think that like, I, it was a rocky road when I like, like why TV was like very supportive and they were, and they were fine with it. And oh, okay. there were, there, there were definitely some like ups and downs in, in, in and just trying to, navigate what it meant for one of their hosts to be a drag queen like it was it was a lot but never did they ever you know m- like like give me that hard of a time but there was always like and this this is and this is an, an anxiety thing yeah it's kind of like a lingering feeling of like they must think i'm like halfway out the door or they must think that I don't respect the job at, that, that that I have or, you know, they want me just to focus on this stuff. Because, like, a lot of people that, like, hire you for a job only want you to focus on the job that they're hiring you for. They don't right. care that you're doing 17 different jobs, you know? <laughs> right. So I think if a lot of the, the anxiety about that, like, what was about that? I also think that, like, I felt like I had a lot to prove because, like, they worshipped, worshipped Mr. Carlos Bustamante. He is an actual robot. He's so good at his job. <laughs> and then like I was there to like fill in his shoes after he'd left. 
And it was a really big shoes to fill because everyone knows who Carlos is. And then at that same time is when I started drag. So it was like this, like this pressure of like not being good enough. And, and because it was such a big shift in the company, no one ever felt good enough. All the hosts never felt right. good enough. The producers didn't feel good. Like we, uh, but like, but I had to remind everybody, like we're just creating TV for kids, and we should be having fun. <laughs> but that, like, not feeling good enough complex carried me into, you know, like a drag race scenario when people were were, were like, "You're good." You're like, oh, "Right, I am good at this." Right. Right. Okay, right. It's crazy what like the company that that you're around, whether it's at work or or, or your friend groups or or your like family relationships, can really set a structure to how how you think, which is crazy. And how wild is that? And how important is that to have that switch go off? I find that even in my own career, there are moments where I'm just like, oh wait a second, I know what I'm doing and I'm good at it. Yeah, it's such a weird thing, especially in like the media I- industry, that like no one's ever good enough, and we're all just kind of like trying to be a star or something it's, it's a weird 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 thing it's like no one wants to brag that they're good at something it's like the same old thing of like oh my god i love your shirt it's like oh well i got out walmart is five dollars it's like yeah. no you're like you're allowed to be proud of, like you're allowed to be proud of, of something it's like we're so used to like downplaying our talents but now i've stepped into a space where i'm like i'm gonna encourage people to be confident but not in like a who says Selena Gomez way, but in like a Demi Lovato confident way. Like just go out there and fucking kill it because you are good at what you want to do. Confident, not cocky, right? Exactly. Yeah, because there's also a difference of being cocky too, which is kind of like the fine line of that like I'm on right now is like everyone's like, is she being cocky? Like, no, no, no. She's not being like that. You know, because it, it, it's, it's also just like meant to just be fun. Like that. that's the other thing too. It's like I take drag so seriously, but I know that it's all about creating a fun space for everyone just like to escape in. Exactly. You have to have a good time. You have to enjoy yourself. Have a drink. Loosen up. Live a little. Speaking of um, having a good time and enjoying yourself, talk to me a little bit about dating as a queen. I'm sure oh that's changed because, you know, you've become such a superstar. Um, well, let me tell you something about being on Canada's Drag Race specifically mm-hmm. for a guy like me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I come out late in my life. Okay, yeah, yeah, you, you, you get it. You, you see the picture. Yeah, there's grinder. People don't, you know, they don't like they don't like brown people on grinder, so you get treated like garbage. I wanted to you ask you to about the, you, that. Yeah, you just posted. I saw you just post on your story. Like there was like a, a someone had posted a screen grab of grinder conversation they were having, where someone yeah. had sent photos, and the person was like, "Ooh, send me some more photos," and then he did. And then they're like, oh, I'm not into Indian. Indians. Yeah, that's a thing. And like, it just, it's, it's not right, first and foremost. But I, I also like, in like a bar setting, like you feel energy. So like, mm-hmm. it's like, instead of like having to tell somebody, oh, I'm not into you, you just don't look at them and then that's fine. Right. Um, but a, a, um, a place like Grinder and Tinder and Bumble and all those places is like, you're being you're being harsh with strangers that you don't really give a fuck about like who cares Mm -hmm. you don't you don't care but then when you're the person on the receiving side of it which i i I was a lot i was like oh my goodness like i always say like that joke that that i made on canada's drag race about like these are all the guys who blocked me on grinder this is an intervention like it's like it's a joke but it's actually true like i walked into that room and saw a bunch of like 
you know, like white men with abs. And I was like, oh, right. Like these are the guys that don't like me. Copy that. Right. Um, And then I don't know what happened because then Canada's Drag Race airs and then I'm voted the trade of the season. <laughs> Boyanka. Which... Which like which meant more than just being called the trade of the season, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, okay, so this is great for people of color because now they're seeing that like a person of color is being sought after and being told that they're hot, which rarely happens, right? You know, and, and I think it's so cool, especially for like a drag race fandom world where the white queens are always the one that that are celebrated and the black queens always have the lowest followings and all, and all that stuff. Like that I was like, okay, this is a good we're, we're bridging the gap here, right? Everyone is feeling it. So then in terms of dating, it's so interesting because like now. People desire me. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, interesting. And then I have like, I have like a hall pass because everyone just like knows about me already. I don't, like, I don't gotta, I, they don't gotta get to know me. I just gotta get to know them. They've already watched the show. True. So like, and they I, and already I, and, know and, all and your I would shit. never, they already know everything. They know my daddy issues. They, they, yeah. they know, they've seen me cry already. You know, they see my ups, they see my downs. They're not going to ask me to be their partner in charades. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. But at least like, they know so th- there's already so for me and that's what gives me confidence i'm like oh i don't gotta prove anything because who i don't i don't give a flying fuck um but dating is very interesting i said that i, I wouldn't date a- anyone during the season of canada's drag race and mm-hmm. i then i did then you lied um, yep i lied to myself and then but it was fun it, it was really really fun to have somebody to kind of like share week to week with that you're kind of like getting intimate with so it's kind of like i was kind of experiencing two very like high feelings at once which was fun Mm -hmm. um but then of course after the finale everything fell apart but anyways i um (laughs) um (laughs) but i've i've definitely like talked to you know some guys here and there i've kept it light but like it's just tough because Whenever, you know, a guy is talking to me, they're going to be like, oh, well, you're going to like you're going to go on tour. You're going to you're going to leave like that's, you know, I'm kind of like I'm I guess like whenever a guy meets me, I'm always like the traveler. It's right. like you meet a you meet a cute guy at the bar. You're really hitting it off. And then like, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I leave tomorrow. Like it's like that. I'm like <laughs> I'm like that for every guy now, <laughs> which is OK. I'm not I'm not like looking for an, anything. I, I just like a connection goes a long way. And like you just know, like, you know, the way the way that someone lo- lo- looks at you, you're like, oh, OK, because I know that, you know, I could probably have sex with anyone I want. Sure. But like, <laughs> I, I want I, I think a connection is is, is better. You must get so many D's like in your DMs now. So I am shocked. No one sends me dick pics. They all just send me like marriage. Like people want to date me. They don't want to like fuck me. They want to like be with me. Oh, wow. Well, that's nice. I'm I'm wifey material. I feel like I'm the opposite. (laughs) People send you a lot of dick pics. Well, no one wants to get married. I'll say I'll say that much. True, 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 true. Everyone knows you now from the show. Everyone sees all your shit. They see your daddy issues. I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So following up, the show airs. And, you know, on the show, it's weird. It's recorded before. You know it's going to come. You know what you've talked about on the show. How do you kind of handle all that? And what's going through your mind going through the... While that show's airing before it happens? Um... I think I, every, the only thing that made me anxious was like the whole dad thing. Mm. But like, luckily my mom was there to help 
guide me through it all because I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, mom. Like, this is happening on this episode. Like, I know when it's going to come. I know when it's going to happen. So, like, we have to kind of brace ourselves for impact. I honestly didn't mind it because I was, like, happy to share my story because I know that, like, my story of, like, oh, my dad doesn't know I'm gay, like, relates to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and I was happy for them to see how comfortable I was with myself, but to see that I also still have this struggle that I'm dealing with as well. Um, because everybody wants to live, like, their ideal life and their perfect life and stuff. And I was like, well, you know, I, I might come across a way where I'm, like, so myself and I'm, like, on Canada's Drag Race and, and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I just, like, I, I didn't mind because I knew that it was going to help somebody. Right. And then in terms of like, and then in terms of like navigating what, what was actually like, you know, happening under the, this very roof, Mm -hmm, it was, I think a lot of people need other people's reassurance to know that like these things that they thought were not okay are okay. And I think it helped that the entire world literally was so supportive of me that like someone like my dad, who was, you know, a little bit like closed minded and stuff was like, you know what? Well, these people are proud of him and I just going to take my time to process it. And that's just it. And that's what I wanted to do. So I was a little bit anxious, but more, more anxious, like before drag race was announced. I think drag race was my golden ticket into a happier life. And so when you say, you know, you're getting ready for that and you, and you talk to him about it and you're anxious about it, you talked about, you know, your dad being so proud of you for all the work you had done, right? Like for Uh TV and everything. So is that in the back of your head going forward? Yes, it is. It definitely is. And I like that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the just be gay thing. It's like the no big deal approach. It's like now going forward, like now I'll just like, for example, I'm going to Australia in June and we were just like eating at the dinner table. I was like, so everyone's coming to Australia. Let's have fun. And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, it's like, it's like a, it's like now I don't have to hide that part of my life. Whereas like last year I went on tour all across Canada for YTV and drag before drag race. And I wasn't able to share that with him. So it's nice to be able to share these things with him. Cause that's, what's important. It's just nice for everyone to know things. I hate hiding things from people. It's not fun. Totally. And, and you know, it's so great that now you can just talk freely like that. Do you talk about it with him specifically? Yes. Well, like when you say it, like what do you mean? Like, like, like about like performances and stuff? Or Yeah. Or even, you know, just being gay. Like, do you have talks about that or relationships at all? Or is it just kind of like group scenarios? It's more like group scenarios. Like I, I my dad's a very quiet guy. So mm-hmm. he doesn't really get into personal stuff. So him not asking me about things, I don't really get offended because I'm like, well, it's not something that you ever brought up in the first place. So it's not like he went from like asking about my life every day to stop talking to me. I th- I'm just like let, letting him be him. Right. Exactly. And is, is he, does he talk to your brothers that way though? Like, are you all kind of, is he just talk about quiet? cars? Yeah. See, that's they talk about cars. <laughs> and they talk about like things like that, but he doesn't really have anything to like relate to me about. But well, what I will say is this is like, he's had like, we've been around like his friends and stuff and like his friends are like singing my praises in front of him and he's like smiling and not nodding. So it's just, yeah, it's an interesting thing. I couldn't even imagine being a father and like my, my son telling me they're gay and a drag queen all in one sitting. I'd be like, Oh, and telling the world. (laughs) Yeah. Hey dad, I'm gay. I'm a drag queen and I'm going to be on Canada's drag race and I might win. I don't know. That's what, that's what the conversation was. (laughs) Like, wow. Huh? (laughs) And so winning must've just felt even better. 
Yeah, like yeah, the wind. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a very interesting place. I'm just trying to like, I'm just like, I'm always trying to understand where like you know someone like, like him w- would come from with a, with a reaction. But he's never reacted poorly, which I think is very important. Right. Everything's like dusted under the rug. Like if something really bad happens, they just kind of like hide it away and never talk about it. Mm. So it's like this could have been something that we only ever talked about once, and that was put under a rug and never talked about ever again. And that's just it. But now it's a thing that's constantly being brought up around him. So I think he's just like slowly getting educated. I hope. I hope. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's like your whole family is like there beside you. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is very important. I just feel like happier. Thank God. Oh my God. Before, before I would like hate coming home. I'd be like, I don't really want to go. I don't really want to go home. Because I just feel like weird. Even after drag race. like, Like when I came home for Christmas after drag race, it was like weird to be home. I like lived this like out of world out of body experience and I couldn't even like celebrate it properly. And he like, I love that. I love that you said like you see his friends talk about it. You smile like he's proud just like this. Mm -hmm. Right. No, a hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. Like he's just, he's still being the exact way he always has been my entire life. So nothing has changed, which is I think the most important part. I love that for you. Just be gay. (laughs) Just be gay. Uh, And mom, tell me about mom. Mom is like number one. Mom Yanka is downstairs, like shipping out everyone their merch, living, <laughs> living her life. Um, a legend. My mom knows everything about me. I've told my mom my hookup stories, my breakup stories, everything. Oh my god! And she's an icon, like such an icon, and I think that's really that's really cool. Like she'll have her like her rules, like her mom rules, where she snaps into mom mode, you know. And you're like, oh god, never mind. I didn't hook up in the bathroom. We talking about mom, um, and then. Um, but then, but she also has like set, set up a relationship with like all of her sons that were able to kind of approach her with anything, mm. which I think is very, very, very important because it's like nice to be able to have like a mom that's like someone that you could talk like that you can just like be a little bit embarrassed around and not give a shit. Yeah, absolutely. She- it's not like it's it's not like why did you go and do that? It's more like how do you feel that you did that? <laughs> It's like, well, mom, I'm not, I'm not happy that I stole someone's man, and now I don't even want the man that I stole. But you raised me. <laughs> Who do you want? Who's your perfect guy? Um, I don't know. That's such a good. I used to have such a like a like such a vision. Mm-hmm. Lol. And <laughs> now I just don't care because I'm like. I just want a guy who fits into my life and just gets it and is easy to be around. Someone that I'm excited about, but that doesn't distract me from building the empire. That's what's oh. most important. Someone that doesn't fucking complain about their life. Like, get out of here. Go make your life happy if you're fucking miserable. Is that, insensi- yeah, is that need- insensitive? No, I agree. I think you need someone else who is whole or at least can find their own love or their own, you know, motivation within themselves before they even are with someone. You shouldn't be with someone if you need someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think anyone should need someone. I think you should, like, if being with somebody is, like, an accessory, like, it just enhances your look a a little bit, but it shouldn't be what makes your heart beat. Ooh, I like that. Am I a lyricist? (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Am I a Uh, singer? Am I a singer? That being said, (laughs) so what's next for you? What are you doing next? What are the big things next? Baby. Okay, so first and foremost, I... Um, a recording artist. Everyone's right. been begging for music, so that's coming very soon, which I'm very oh excited my about. God. Because it's crazy because, like, I just want 
Like now I get it. Like now I just get it. You know when you just get it, it clicks. You're like, okay. And also I'm I'm working with these two producers on music name, uh, Stacy and Leah. Oh. And like Ralph, better watch out because they might be a, re- a replacement. I'm kidding. Um, um, they're just so good, and they make me feel so confident. Like they're like, like when I like Stacy, for example, was like, yeah, like I I watched the show, like I knew you 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 could sing, but I didn't know that, that you could like sing. And I was like, you think I could sing? She's like, yeah. So like she, they create an atmosphere that you're so comfortable in, which which makes a, su- such a fun playing ground to create music in. And then there's Leah, who's like kind of like me, like very emotional and stuff. So whenever I'm like, I want to write, write a song about heartbreak, she's like, you broke my heart. I'm like, you get me, girl, you get me. So it's like such a fun environment to be around. And I think that's the cool thing about creating is that like it, it, it's good to surround yourself with people who like just get you and get it and just are all there to have a good time because working in TV and coming up in TV, like I never got that. It was always some sort of like toxic energy. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's no fun. Right. Do you get like when you're doing that, when you're in the studio or even performing, like, do you get anxious mm-hmm. anymore? Yes. Oh my God. I get, I get more anxious now because there's like a, um, like whenever I walk into a dressing room now, like the other girls in the show are like kind of like trying to see if I'm a bitch or not. Because oh. they like they, they don't know, right? There, there's like a celebrity attached to like the name Priyanka, which I totally get. And I love to own that and love to bask in that because like that's something that, you know, you work hard for. Mm-hmm. But there is also that like, okay, I'm going to go on stage and, and, and you want to be as good as you were. Because I also have like two of the most iconic lip syncs on Canada's Drag Race. Hey, yeah, yeah. Give so I'm that. like, I want to be, I want to give them that performance every time they see me. And honestly, like it just, it all, what it takes is me just getting on stage finally. And then I'm not anxious anymore. I love that. Now you're just living up yeah, to your own think, name. Yes, exactly. It was Leah Miller from when she was on much music. I was like, I remember like going to much on demand all the time. Mm. And I was like, how do you like not get ner- nervous? Cause you know, like I want to be in TV. So I was asking all the questions. Yep. Of course. Front row. Um, and then she was like, listen, here's the thing. It's like, when I wake up in the morning, no matter what happens at 5 p.m., we're going to be, be live and I just have to deal with it. And I was like, I love that because that's true. You just have to deal with it. <laughs> you just got to deal with it. So I, like, that's how, I, that's how I, I treat it. Like, whenever I get nervous or anxious, I'm like, well, you just have to deal with it. Like, your song's going to start. Like, that's what's going to happen. And you're going to go out there and it's going to be fine. Has it ever, like, fully stopped you in your tracks or, like, paralyzed you? Or have you always been able to manage yes, to push Yes, one through? time. One, one, one time. It was right before I left for Drag Race. I was performing at this bar. I forget what it's called now. It's for a brunch. And then we had to do like two separate performances, like one, one in the back and one in the front. And when I went to the front, I saw an ex-boyfriend there that wasn't that good to me. Ooh, and trigger. I got, I was like, I, I was like, I can't perform for, for him. And I was with Lu- Lu- Lucy Flawless, who is the best. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, don't worry, doll. I'll just do it for you. Just go have a drink in the back. And like, that was the only time that I was so, and like even when I was like back, like waiting for it to be over, like I was like so anxious. That that, that was the only time that I couldn't right. perform because of it. But I'm never, I'm not usually like that. I am an anxious. I'm I'm more anxious in relationships. Like that's when I get really anxious because I right. give so much. So it's like such an exhausting feeling to give, 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 and not get back. What's your sign? I'm a Gemini. My, my birthday's oh. May twenty eighth. Gemini. Yeah. When is your birthday? When is your birthday? Uh, November. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, can't you tell I haven't stopped making eye contact with you this whole time? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so bad at making eye contact. I always forget whenever I talk, I talk around the room. (laughs) And America just dropped their microphone. Hello? 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 Okay, I'm good. I'm back. And we're back. Sorry. Perfect. So, okay. This has been such a great conversation. I want to know. It honestly just flowed. 
it flowed, it goed, it went, it came, it's gone. Before okay, I well, asked well, well, you, well, I was just about to be like, oh, where can we find you on blah, blah, blah. Speaking of where can we find you on Twitter, didn't you just win a Wowie? <gasps> I am a Wowie winner. Thank you very much. I got nominated for best... Out, no wait, outstanding Twitter comedy, and comedy. then I won it. Thank you very much, because I'm a comedy girl. Nice She's a try, comedy snatch queen. game. And um, yeah, you can find me everywhere. I'm the Queen Priyanka on Instagram, the Queen Pri on Twitter. Uh, you honestly just Google Priyanka's Canada's Priyanka Canada's Drag Race. My dating profile will come up, and then you'll want to date me because I'm so sexy. And then we're gonna hear your music soon. I'm so excited. Yes, you are. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh, it's all I think about. I, I like. I've been like getting up in the morning so much happier because I'm so excited for the music. Yes, I can't wait. Thank you so much for doing this, Pri. Anything for you, anything for me. And just remember, when you have to pee. I was trying to rhyme. Oh, maybe you anything for you, songs. anything for me, when you go, when you tell me, oh, here, here, anything for you, anything for me, when you open your mouth, tell me to pee. Is that like Okay, we're mouth? ending on a golden does that does, does that make Does that make you anxious? <laughs> Okay, bye, (laughs) Free. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast. It only takes two seconds. Bye.